Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of HC of Third Culture Kids. This is episode 52. On um, this podcast, I, as a third culture kid, share my conversations, thoughts, and experiences. Uh, third culture kid is someone who grew up in a culture that's different than the one that their parents were raised in. Um, I, specifically, uh, grew up in a Korean household, but was raised in Brazil while attending an American school. So, different cultures is hitting me at the same time, and I was raised in such an environment. Um, so in this particular episode, I sit down with David to talk about how diluted ethics may be in the media, um, how ethics is like a commodity as it's used to gain popularity to the consumers in media outlets, and you know whether the media actually really is to blame for such a situation. These are just our thoughts and opinions, um, so please uh, ex- exercise your discretion when you're listening to this. All right, here's the episode. Welcome back another episode of HC Third Culture Kid. How have you been, David? Good. How have you been? Oh, super busy. It's been, it's been a very super, um, sleep-deprived work week. Um, yeah, so I, I've just taken this time in the weekend to recover. I'm assuming it's from all the studying that you've got going on? All the what? Studying? All, all the studying? Am no, I no, I'm done with that? studying. Don't worry, LSAT. I, 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 I'm done with LSAT. Oh, uh, okay. Just oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the score. I mean, I got into law school, so there's no need to study anymore. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like taking the test kind of. I, I think it's a enjoyable test to take. So I might, I kind of want to bake it into my routine, my life routine to take the test sometimes here and there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun. It's very engaging as well. Yeah. What else, what have you been doing? Uh, my side business I've been working on. Um, is that the drop shipping one, or uh, reselling? I guess you could consider it. Yeah. Uh, how's that been? Yeah. How's that been going? Um, it's been going good. It's you know I've been um, it a lot of it's just a lot of learning. It's like having to understand okay how can I get more people onto my platform, um, how to get them into like funnels and stuff to like perform certain actions and do certain behaviors and whatnot. And so uh-huh. um, a lot of sleepless nights for me as well, where it's like, I'm going to sleep at like one, two o'clock in the morning, but because you're I find focusing really on fun. the the side business plus your full-time work. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I like, I FaceTime with my girlfriend, not to, that's not like a bad thing or anything like that, but me and my girlfriend <laughs> FaceTime every night. Um, yeah. And so it's like, all right, how do I segment my life in a way to where I can like operate as efficiently as possible? which right. isn't always like easy to do. Yeah, juggling those things is it's time consuming, literally. Yeah. Need time to do those things. But it's fun. I enjoy it. But how how do you think your drop the, the side business is trending better? Is it stagnant? Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's been trending uh better. I mean, a lot of it comes down to like what products I can secure. Uh-huh. Um and that's like, you know, on a it's on one instance, it could be hit or miss because you don't really know. Well, I know going into the week what's going to release. Um, and I can only guarantee so much with regards to what product I can actually secure based on what's released. So that's the, the conundrum that is ever continual. I see. It's like an on-demand, real-time kind of supply that you're working with. Which goes into some ethical questions as well. If <laughs> Oh, what I'm doing is uh-huh. is right or wrong. <laughs> really? All right, yeah. So David's bringing it up, <laughs> this up because the uh, theme of this podcast episode is modern ethics and how flimsy and ephemeral it is. 
um, especially as portrayed maybe in the media. Um, so what are these ethical questions? That it's a lot. It's a lot of different things. Like there's on one hand, like web scraping comes into play of being able to identify when products are being loaded onto websites that, you know, aren't, uh, uh, visibly there or, like this week I sold a pair of uh, kids shoes that I bought for like toddler shoes. They were like $70 and then I resold them for like 140. And it's like, is that like, is that okay to do that? Is that taking why advantage would, of somebody and scarcity? Yeah. So why would they buy it from you instead of that <laughs> smaller price? Like, yeah, that's, that's my question. Like what is you, what is it about your channel that's more visible to them than that's like visible in another channel that might sell it at a lower cost? It's just profiting off of scarcity because there's already only so many limited number of oh, shoes that so were released. Got it. So you are getting limited edition or like rare or scarce products and then reselling those. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if that's ethics. I, at that point, just uh, you're just taking advantage of an inefficient market. <laughs> yeah. The market's not doing a great job of distributing and yeah, it's it's not a perfect market where all consumers know everything and yeah you're just taking advantage of it um i don't think that's unethical i don't know but then we're talking about is there ethics in economics that's it i mean that's a question because it's like is it okay i mean especially when you look at it from the standpoint of like the kid is only going to wear this shoe for maybe a couple months uh-huh. is it okay is it right to hold something that is scarce and sell it at a premium or sell it for profit for sure that just be something that is like a um like a basic need right like kids need shoes so like we shouldn't be trying to or it's like like um toilet paper or paper towel and those things you know like does that fall into that same category or does it not yeah i mean there's a similar element in the toilet papers for the shoes that um that feeds into why prices might increase, AKA scarcity drives higher prices, which is what you're kind of playing on. Scarcity, yeah. higher prices, but it's not all kids shoes that you're doing this on. It's like a certain brand I imagine for kids shoes. Kids no, shoes yeah. themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's not just all kids shoes. Yeah, if they wanted to get normal kids shoes, they can go somewhere else. Yeah, I wouldn't call that unethical. Um, yeah, plus they're voluntarily choosing to buy yeah. I guess I guess what you're thinking is like is this predatory? But yeah, I don't I don't know I don't think that's predatory. They can buy I go back and elsewhere. forth with it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I go back and I forth see. with it. All the so time. you kind of it's struggle like... with this as you run your business. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's stressful. On top of all the other <laughs> things you have to do. Yeah, it's but it's like you know there's communities online that I'm a part of that like you know we have these conversations all the time where it's like people argue is like what Nike doing um, uh-huh. is it fair with regards to how they're um, they have the Nike sneakers app. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, and a few, app, okay. yeah, so last month they do like limited releases on the app last month. They did a release where they said, all right, we're going to give uh, like priority access to the shoe to people that interact on our app. So if they've watched our live streams in the app, if they've liked stuff in the app, if they've, um, you know, bought stuff on the app, they're going to be guaranteed higher priority. Well, what happened 
the release happens, takes place. And people literally, legitimately, people were creating account like accounts the same day as the product release and were getting access to the shoe. Uh, people that had never interacted with the app at all, maybe purchased one thing, but hadn't opened it in like a couple years, were given access to the shoe. While other people who were watching the lives, doing all these things, did not receive access. And so a lot of people were upset because it's like, hey, you told us this, and then we are seeing the exact opposite of what you said was going to take place. Um, and so there's a lot of these like frustrations and, and arguments and um, just like, a lot of controversy that takes place in the space because of like behavior that could, I guess you could say, be deemed unethical or like uh, morally not right or predatory. Yeah, well, that doesn't sound right. If those, if they said that they were going to do something and they were going to favor those who did these actions, and that's not what they did, then they're going back on their word. There's, I think, there's like a commitment to a customer that they probably breached by, like an implicit contract that they have with a customer that they breached by not upholding the terms that they said they would uphold by. Yeah, it gets it's just a little trickier territory. I feel when you. Yeah, it is that question of does economics and business and contractual relationships, like business concepts, I mean, there is ethics involved, but um, if you breach a contract, is that unethical or is that, <laughs> or is that just breaching a contract? I mean, it's a verb. I guess the question is, is like, is there any state or like location where verbal contracts are considered binding or like verbal commitments are considered binding yeah but then now we're talking about the legality of it which isn't always what's that's ethical. your lane that's your lane i don't know shit about law yet <laughs> i have to go to school <laughs> first oh <laughs> uh, um yeah i didn't even study law in my undergrad uh i took a few legal courses but i didn't really study it um yeah i don't yeah it's different legality and ethics is different um verbal contract so if i well, verbal contract like a promise so if i promise you david like here i promise i'm gonna do that that's like a verbal contract if i go back at it is it unethical or irresponsible probably more irresponsible yeah it's like if i don't deliver on a promise people might not do that if i don't deliver homework on time <laughs> it's because you know, I, I might have, like, had other commitments, but we don't call that unethical, right? We call that irresponsible. But so, it's still okay. not right, so isn't it then technically still unethical? I think then we now, I think now we're getting to a point where we have to define <laughs> what ethics is. So, in your in your words, what do you, I maybe you don't have, I don't have this fleshed out in my mind, so we might just be, like, speaking our words as we're thinking it, uh, but what, how would we define ethics? What is ethics? A body of, I'm just speaking out loud and you can think of your own definition, but like a body of principles. Um, dude, I don't know. What are ethics? Because I might think of concepts of body principles that determine whether a course of action was appropriate or not, or a course of action um, violated some in, in, innate order of what's right or wrong 
but then how do we determine what's innately right or wrong? I mean, if we're looking at like the definition, Merriam-Webster, it's a set of moral principles, especially ones relating to you, or affirming a specified group, field, or form of conduct. A conduct. Oh, sounds pretty close. Uh, it's conduct. So specifying how you should behave, a more set of principles that kind of uh, determine how you should behave. Yeah. I can I can stand by that. And like there there are different like bodies of ethics and variations of ethics that will uh, give you a guide as how to, as how to conduct. Like the first one that I can think of is utilitarianism. You will do the thing that generates the most utility for people, which I think is the principle that economics goes by. Um, cause you, if the price goes up, it's because people value that they buy, they have utility from it. So there's going to be more demand therefore price will go up. So the, there's utility enough that justifies the increased price. Um, so I feel like utilitarianism is a very prominent ethical system that is, uh, that is pervasive throughout economics. Um, but yeah, the overall definition is a set of principles that, um, guide or dictate how one should conduct themselves or body people should conduct themselves. I think that sounds right. I, so I, I guess, think... yeah, it's, it's basically morals, right? Is that we're dealing with? It's like, are you that, behaving a in a way that's right? Or do, are you behaving in a way that's wrong? Yeah. It's kind of circular because you have to define what's right and what's wrong. But, but, but that's what utilitarianism does. It says what is right and what is wrong. The um, most efficient thing is the right thing, and the in utilitarianism is the wrong thing. In utilitarianism, in utilitarianism it's it's the it's the action that creates the most utility for the greatest number of people in that applicable scenario. Um, so, for example, you know, I don't know if you know this famous example, or this is an example using class. There are two chain train tracks, and then um, in one train track, there's like one person. Another train track, there's like five people. Um, the train's heading towards the five people. And then if it just stays its course, it's going to kill those five people. You happen to be somewhere and you're watching all this, but you have like a, a crank that you can turn. If you turn the crank, the train is going to hit the one person, kill one, one person. Uh, but if you leave it, if you don't do anything, it'll kill five people. I think what happens is like most people are going to choose not to turn the crank. Uh, but utilitarianism would dictate that you should turn the crank and kill the one person <laughs> instead of the five people because you're generating the most utility um, for, by saving more lives. Yeah. Right, right. Sorry. I also find like very matter of fact things uh, uh -huh. humorous. I don't know why. Uh, okay. It's just, it's always just like a strange thing to me that things operate in like. When you come up with these ideas and these examples, they operate in this like very uh, vapid like environment, right? Where it's just like this is this, you know. But that's uh -huh. besides the point. So if I laugh, that's why. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, you find those humorous. I see. Um, but yeah, but, that's that's like utilitarianism would uh, dictate that you would. Um, yeah, that you 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 choose the course of action that would favor the utility of the greatest number of people, the happiness and the satisfaction of the greatest number of people. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah.
Um, so I, I guess leading into our, the main topic. Oh yes. Just, I think, so, I mean, utilitarianism itself, I think it's a, it's a, it's a very immutable principle that you can apply in different situations and that will, it's very clear, like what kind of course of action you should take. But I, you know, I'm watching all these different shows and the media and, you know, you see a lot of like news outlets as well. Uh, news outlets like um, saying what's right, what's wrong. But the motivation behind news outlets that claim what's right or wrong shows that will try to um, show that they're ahead of the times. The motivation behind all of this is more viewers more people looking at it um, and that there's more people reading it, more people subscribing to it, it means more money. It benefits benefits whatever the outlet is, the news media. So it's a, it's a credible thing to say, I think. It's a credible motive that they be motivated by popularity. And if that, if that popularity also means posing material as ethical stances that are popular, um, then I believe they'll do it. And I feel like that's a borne out in so many different um, outlets in so many different forums. Like the news um, disparaging a certain character. Um, they will, I, don't, I don't find that they'd be disparaging, for example, like in elections with like Trump. Um, I, I don't feel like they'd be disparaging Trump as much if well i guess there was a political motive there but even that like there's a political motive that they have um and disparaging your character also sells news as well too that's not an ethical decision that's a popularity decision but you can impose it as like an ethical like you disparage your character because these things that person is doing wrong 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 maybe that is the case too but i feel like the motive that i'm seeing is it's not it's not for like the objective truth that they're seeking. It's like, cause it's a popular thing and it attracts attention. So that might be for like some major news outlet, be it the New York Times or I, mean, I think Fox pro Trump, right? Um, more so, I might be ignorant here, but whatever. There's some news outlets that will be disparaging Trump um, in the past. Um, and then I'm watching shows like Suit. Uh, this is an old show, right, Suit? And then you just see like um, the different representation of characters and they'll have uh, black actors to diversify, I think the representation um, in the show too. But I, I wonder if they, if, they, if they did that because the times and the people are telling them and indicating to them, hey, this is now what's right to diversify representation. Even though that should have been the case before, but is the motive really driving diversification, popularity here, instead of them realizing an epiphany and an epiphany that, hey, this is right. This is what's ethical. Because if the people didn't demand it, they would not have a motive to diversify as well, too. So to me, a lot of um, what's being posed as ethics seems very empty. It's, it's artificial in, in a way. The, the motive is the motive. The primary motive is in ethics as much as it is getting popularity and therefore more profit. So that's what I mean by 
the theme and the stance that I wanted to kind of posit here was like modern ethics is very flimsy um, in a front maybe. And those are like some general examples of why I have that stance. I think so. You? I mean, I think that's very true. And especially like you bring up a classic example of like any news station, but I mean, we've seen more regularly how like um, Fox News tends to do this and play with this a lot. Case in point, um, not to go down this rabbit hole, but like the whole vaccines mandates and you have individuals like Tucker Carlson who are, um, who, who very much play into a lot of these different narratives um, that are the popular ideas amongst the right, um, irregardless of what Fox, the company is actually doing. So vaccine mandates, Fox News has a vaccine mandate. But mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson will repeatedly go on, um, you know, primetime news, his little uh, uh, segment or whatever, and, and continually bash vaccine mandates and continually speak against how they're bad, all these different things when or vaccines are bad um, at minimum. When he's been vaccinated, his employer has a vaccine mandate. And it's almost like how could you like if you were so against these things, why are you still working at? Fox News when they're complying with all of these different regulations. And so how then can we trust this individual who's speaking if they're living contrary to the things that they're speaking and the things that they're saying? And so it's like you can almost no longer believe the voice of these different channels um, because of the fact that they'll say one thing in, in open and public, but behind closed doors, they're behaving a completely different way. I see. And you think he's like going against vaccine mandates in public because he wants more attention or I, I think so, because I, there was a lawsuit. I think this was last year um, where he was sued uh, for I can't remember exactly specifically what it was. But in the lawsuit, um, they uh, basically the at him as the defendant was explaining that you can't take anything that he says as literal because it's entertainment it's not factual it's just mm. stories there's a so lawsuit yeah it? yes and so it's okay. like okay then it's like you're saying this in a lawsuit you're saying this um you know to your your viewers and then your company is behaving a certain way so it's like how then is anybody able to um like i let well, me take you can, back. Uh -huh. how, how is that ethical i guess you could say well, you can have, I think it's okay for you to have a stance that's different from the one that your company mm -hmm. has, right? But his company has writers that write his material. Like, these are people that are writing the things that he's talking about. It's not him just him, like, him. Uh, so his stance going against the mandate is something that's written by his company, you think? Yeah, they have staff of, of writers that write, you know, these different segments for him to I see, I uh, see. speak about. And so his stance is generated by his company, who's behaving a certain way, but then writing uh, writing things that are contrary to how they're behaving. Yeah, that's just hypocrisy then. Yeah. That, but, I don't... But there's people's lives that, I mean, people watch this and they take what he says. Yeah, and there's people that have lost their lives because of what he said, he stated. But it's because it's entertainment that everything that his responsibility is now uh, no longer there, that he it's can't absolved. be held liable. And yeah, it's absolved. It's, 
he he's you know he's washed his hands and he can't be held liable is that ethical, so many... i guess is the question yeah i mean i think maybe yeah so i think your motive matters and it's what whether it's ethical ethical or not you know the saying also like the ends justify the means if his motive is shitty but he ended up saving lives then you can make a case maybe it's ethical too but there's so much I, when you with the field of play for decision making is so varied and uncertain it's hard to ascertain what the right information and wrong information is so maybe it only does not count, does does come down to motive because what's right in terms of results is very elusive especially with the vaccines right now because we don't have the long term that was we discussed in the last podcast episode we don't have the long term to kind of assess whether the results are safe or not in the long term so i guess motive is really what's what's the only one that's immediately apparent here um so yeah if his motive was just for entertainment but again um it's so varied right that the, what, what people are saying about vaccines you should take it you shouldn't take it and there seems to be reasonable arguments to each side and we you and i kind of like borne this out in our last podcast episode one is like people don't know the long-term consequences of it people some people and this, this is something i listened to on the joe rogan uh, podcast some people die although it's anecdotal some people die from getting the vaccines um so there are comparative risks that inform whether you want to take the COVID or not. Anyway, that but that's information out there that would like say don't take the vaccine. There's also information that says you should take the vaccine. So it's, that there's a playing field of like the information is so various that uh, his would just fall within the existing his stance of whether you should take the vaccine or not. It would fall within the spectrum of existing information um, where rationale on each side of the spectrum seems to exist and it's not neither is confirmed so i guess yeah the only play the only thing we could kind of impugn instead of the value of information is just more on the motive which is all you can really i guess yeah, extract right now maybe. maybe yeah and and that's a lot of different scenarios right where people behave in a way to where maybe we don't fundamentally like understand like Hmm. I guess what's a good example of that? Like, let's say, well, like, for example, like the uh-huh. the um, the weapons of mass destruction, right? And George okay. W. Bush, and like his motive, his reason for going in there was to like stop terrorists, right? To stop these people from being able to develop weapons that could potentially. Um, where is what? Where did he invade? Uh, was this? I, was it Iraq? Was that Iraq? Okay. Or Iran or Iraq? Excuse our, probably Iran. Excuse our historical ignorance, but let's say it's Iran. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the goal being to go and invade to stop these people, to stop these people from being able to... Building weapons of mass destruction. But what do we find out later is that there was never any, there were no weapons of mass destruction. There was no reason for it outside of other ulterior motives. So... On one hand, initially, it looked like a very good thing for us to do. It looked like a very good course of action for us to take. But we come back and realize, okay, that we know the truth now. The The documents right, have right. been leaked. Like, we know everything. That was, a, that was the wrong decision to make. We shouldn't have done that. But you're saying the motive here was good. We thought. It, is it still right. good? So I you're saying, so, is, so you're saying, is that ethical or not? So um, I guess, I guess... 
so to take it a step further then it's like maybe down the road we find out that tucker carlson was actually being right i'm not saying that he is but but maybe that was the case yeah Yeah, but but like we won't ever really fully know so we won't so i guess yeah so the evaluation of ethics may come post uh decision like afterwards too so right now, maybe all we have to go, if we have to make an ethical evaluation right now too, we can call it premature, but if we have to make it right now too, it might be based on the motive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we, we're in a world right now where ethics is a commodity. It's, it's not a principle anymore. It's like a commodity. If you can sell ethics, this is the right way to do it. And you do it in a convincing fashion in a manner that people will... Uh, watch you because it stands in stark, stark contrast and you, you sound so elevated like and people watch you then you'll be rewarded with financial incentives because people will watch you ethics is now a commodity in this world i feel and if it's a commodity commodity then that's that's kind of really defeats the the very foundation of ethics kind of that's like it's it's immutable and that's unshakable um but if it's a commodity that's traded in some sort of currency, then it loses its power and foundation and and absolutism. There isn't like a sort of absolutism with ethics. Um, it's a, yeah, and that and that strength of compass. It's like but, it takes a very long time and a lot of work to become somebody of good moral character right and it's very easy and quick to destroy that so whenever individuals are operating right like you're saying yeah that's true you have to operate in a way to where you very efficiently gain people's trust and gain people's um love and affection in their views based off of saying things that maybe are popular saying things that play into their train of thought but But that's not ethical that which is not but then it's weird because it's like you have a lot of situations and scenarios where even after finding out about the bad behavior of these individuals or things that would be actions that would be considered uh contrasting to the the messages that they're they're sharing and portraying um it doesn't deter people from continuing to buy into that ideal that um ideology that that person is selling um, to continue to trust this person as being moral. So it's like, it's it's a very weird time that we're in because it's like yeah. everything is flipped upside down. Yeah, so there seems to be like some sort of juncture where like ethics and gaining people's trust does intersect. But there's also is a diversion. Like you gaining people's trust no longer becomes about being ethical. It's about gaining their buy-in, whatever, and their buy-in and catering to their beliefs. And their beliefs themselves might not be true and might not be valid, nor ethical too. But if the masses believe it and you're trying to gain their trust, then you catering to those beliefs will require you not to prioritize ethics, but prioritize gaining their beliefs and ethics. Huh. Uh, not ethics, I'm sorry. Gain and, and just catering to their beliefs and aligning with their beliefs. Yeah. It's a, I mean, but then you, but, but you will have this rhetoric around how you're like peeled to the masses with ethical rhetoric. Like, this is what's right. You guys are being wrong. Um, yeah. So it's like all the facade and, and, and ethics is the front. Um, 
by a vehicle by which you would gain more popularity. And that's I realize that's how it is in the modern world now. Um, we've we really like we've really um, blemished. I feel like the idea of ethics, and we've just very conflated now with popularity. And it sucks. I think it sucks. That's interesting. I didn't. I guess yeah. That I guess that is true. It's like the more the more popular you are the less incentive there is to be ethical and moral. I don't, yeah, sometimes it's true a lot, but I don't know if there's less incentive. I just think that you would think they would overlap people. It's assuming like, oh, people want to do what's right. Doing what's right is what's best in the world, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, the reality is not everybody has beliefs that align with what's right. So if you want influence, if you want more financial rewards to yourself, you're going to align with those beliefs. But my take, unfortunately, is that majority or a lot of people, okay, maybe not majority, I don't know. I don't know what the number is, but a large number of people don't have beliefs always. That's right. People are self, we're, we're self-serving. We're going to, it's also built into our evolutionary DNA. We're going to do things for our own benefit, survival, success, right? And yeah. those beliefs, unfortunately, are not always like the right beliefs. So if you're going to cater to the masses that hold these beliefs too, and these beliefs don't align with always what's right, then of course, you appealing to those beliefs is directly antithetical to what's right. Uh, and that's not always the case. You know, we're going to have beliefs that's like what that's right or what uh, that's not right. But sometimes that's not the case too. So ethics takes a backseat, in my opinion, then gaining popularity so that you can further your own interests as well too i guess it kind of lends to that whole idea of like <clears throat> even if you look at it from the standpoint of like uh that saying that celebrities have of like um all press is good press right so even if you mm. do something that's bad even if you take advantage of somebody uh-huh. it still puts you in the limelight <laughs> and so you can still profit from you, it you still profit from it there's <laughs> there there's an element to that there too yeah but like, if you do that and you ha- attach ethical rhetoric to it, you look even better. <laughs> yeah, like it's like ethics has become rhetoric more sometimes and commodity, I think, to further your own interests sometimes. It's just, it's it holds very little value now, I think. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think there's true ethics, but like we get confused with what ethics is, especially with how media uses that rhetoric. Um, and I think cancel culture is a, a big um, symptom of that. Like a media outlet, um, uh, whatever it may be, like a production show or whatnot, if somebody makes a mistake, they will not necessarily like cancel that person on the spot, but only if the public has enough outrage, they're like, <laughs> we got to cancel you now. Like, fine, maybe if you cancel that person before there was public outrage, I think there'd be more grounds to say you made an independent decision based on your ethical decision making. But if you do it after the public is outraged, then it doesn't look like and it probably isn't that you made an ethical independent decision within your organization and the desire to remove that person. No, it was driven by public outrage, a popular decision, and then you remove that person. That's not an ethical decision. And that's what cancel culture is. Um, so I think you this. You think so, though? I mean, can't cancel, can't, I, I, and I hate using that term, 
Would they but terminate like, someone if there wasn't public pressure to terminate a person, especially in the media? But I think sometimes there is cases where it is because of ethical things that took place, right? Like if some, let's say, for example, somebody, you know, um, sexually assaulted somebody and got away that's, with it. That's a crime, it, yes. That yes. person should be canceled if they got away with it. Like, why did that person get away with it? And why well, are they that person, that person needs to be tried and, and maybe put in jail, depending on what they did. They should be charged with something, right? That's a crime. Um, so by if they're put away for something and they're charged with something, yes, then they're going to be removed from it. But it's that charge of that crime that's going to remove them from whatever occupation they were in, right? It's not public outrage that's going to remove them. But it, wouldn't that still be considered being canceled, technically? No, no, but but that's not the spirit of the word. The spirit of the cancel culture <laughs> no, yeah. word is, right? Am I not right? Like, no, you're right. Yeah, the spirit, spirit of the cancel. I don't know if you're messing with me, but yeah. The spirit I'm trying of the to play cancel, semantics. Uh, and, and yeah, no, but I appreciate you playing devil's advocate here too. But, no, but I feel like the spirit of the word cancel culture is, yeah, that it's, that it's driven by public outrage, that people in masses can then cancel you from a position or from an existence in some platform. Um, and yeah, I just feel like there are many forms and many manifestations of it in the world that really kind of indicate ethics is so diluted now in this world. Um, and it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk about the podcast a little bit. And I, I just, I this is something that came up when I was like, as I was like watching like Suits, um, some other shows. I you can see like they're making pushes for diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like these are they're doing that because there seems to be a basis for popularity and for mm-hmm. people who want to watch that now enough too, and they're demanding it that they're now catering to it. Appealing on the to flip the side, yeah, appealing to the masses. On the flip side, though, maybe that is how it should be. It's that we shouldn't be putting this on the media. We shouldn't be saying, oh, yeah, the media is like, they are not really ethical. They're just like appealing to the popularity. Maybe it's more like we should be, we as a mass, as a population, should be better ourselves too. Because if we had realized this early on as a population, as a massive um, number, then this might have, di- diversity in the media might have happened a lot sooner. So maybe we're misplacing responsibility to the media. Maybe the responsibility really should be on the population too. So there's that question too. But regardless well, of who the party of, of responsible is right now too, I think it, the, the effect of it is borne out regardless of who the party is. Ethics itself right now is it's a popularity. The, the, facade, the appearance of ethics right now is driven a lot by the popularity of the opinion of where that popularity is, the, the strength of that popularity. Which I think, I mean, let's like, let's break it down, right? Like let's, for example, when it comes to media and diversity and representation, it's fundamentally, we know that regardless of a person's skin color, regardless of a person's features, everybody is equal. And so if we're looking at the media and how things have been represented when it comes to, let's say, for example, race, one of the things that people argue is like, like you're saying, right, is for better representation of different cultures in the media, especially when we live in the United States, when we're in such a melting pot where, you know, yes, one can argue, I think it's like 30 to 40% um, Caucasian or or white 
But at the same time, it's like, hey, we want more films that depict um, Asians. We want more films that depict African-Americans. We want more films yeah. that per, that depict Latin Americans um, in you know different types of scenarios. And so I think ultimately that's what it comes down to, right? Where it's like, hey, you know, we see this with Marvel, right? Right, with all the different exactly. films that they're Exactly. Marvel they're is one example, yeah. You know, yeah, where it's like, you know, uh, what is it, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. You've got right, Black right. Panther. You've got, um, you know, sorry about that. I heard something earlier here. <laughs> and so I'm trying to get the the the, um, the smell of the, the smoke out. But you have all of these different films uh, that represent the people and uh, help to promote the idea of diversity. Now you yes. have kids that will grow up and have this idea of, you know, uh, an Asian kid that can say, hey, yeah, you know, I want to be a, a, a superhero. Or I want to be a firefighter. That person looks just like me. It's not yes. just one race that's depicting all of these strong, all of these leading characters. And so I think, again, we have to really break it down because like, um, I don't know if you saw Steven Crowder had a segment on this where he was talking about um, Idris Elba being potentially cast as Bond. And he was upset mm that Idris Elba would be cast as Bond because his whole thing is like, don't we have enough uh, black uh, American um, actors uh, uh-huh. that uh, are, you know, in action films or whatever? And I was like, okay, first of all, he's British. So that kind of qualifies <laughs> him. Second of all, the idea of True. Bond, yeah. uh-huh. like Bond is just a character. Like Bond can be, and that's why we've had, you know, Pierce Bronson um, or, uh, yeah, Pierce Bronson, we've had Daniel Craig, we have all these individuals. It's not one person that plays Bond. M16 or M6 has all these different types of agents that could potentially be this this person. And so, you know, I think really it's like we really need to like break it down in its truest form of like like ethics, what's right and what's wrong. Diversity is right. Equality is right. So let's depict and cast things in a way that depict that moral yeah. right idea. So here's uh i i think that's true we should yeah diversity we should depict diversity and especially we shouldn't um i mean i think the i don't know if media is a best place for form of ethics because sometimes for media to be effective they need to be popular right and being popular is not always what's ethical so i don't know if media is always the best form for ethics but I think one of the responsibilities of media, I would like to think, is to inspire. If you want to inspire people, you will be diverse as well. Um, you want to tell a story and you, you you want to be diverse. But the thing is, they I think they only started having more and more representation across different ethics recently. But why is it recently? I think it is because of popularity and just popular demand. Um and if it's based on popular demand, it's a little flimsy. Now, you can also say like ethics evolves over time. We realize things over time too. Um, like slavery, huge crime. You cannot fathom it happening right now too. Although there's still human trafficking right now. Yeah. That still is baffling for me. Um, so there's another form of slavery. Uh, but over time, you know, we don't have that form of um, such blatant slavery as we do now. Um, but that so- was popular demand at one point. Exactly, right? Yeah. So nobody was – yeah, I, yeah, I guess there's different so, but, types of popular demand. 
Yeah, and popular touch. demand can be either right or wrong. Yeah. But no, but 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 yeah, popular demand. What the pop, what the population, what the masses demand can be either right or wrong. But no matter what time you're in right now, right now at this moment, when we're valuing whatever time it is, slavery is wrong. No matter what time. At the time, though, they didn't think like pop. The population didn't think it was wrong, right? When they were engaging in slavery. But right now, no matter what time we're in, slavery is wrong. That's immutable. That's that's ethics is saying that was wrong regardless popular demand will should be shifty and it will evolve um but i think so i think the underlying ethics itself is there it's just the public realization of it lags behind it sometimes public realization of what's right or wrong yeah um but i think this push for diversity in media too is also something that's demanded um by the public too um and Maybe that's just an unfortunate reality. That maybe that's just how it's supposed to be. Maybe I don't even know if it's an unfortunate reality. Maybe that is just a reality of how it should be. We, the and maybe you know as I'm talking about it, maybe even like placing the responsibility of um, being pure with ethics and and engaging in an ethical manner to the media is not is a misplaced responsibility. Maybe it's really on us as a population because if we demand it, if we and you just said, even like slavery too, a large group of people said this was wrong and stood up to it, and therefore we overturned it. Um, and it, times have changed too. It was the people and the, the population that made that happen too. So throughout history as well too, it's just us really, the population that uh, really drive the course of what's ethic, what's ethical, help us uncover what's ethical or not too. So. Maybe the responsibility necessary is not necessarily placed on the media, but really on us. But so. then, I, I I guess to argue there, I think given the fact that we we shouldn't place that emphasis on the media to behave in a certain way, yeah. doesn't that then create that much more of a responsibility to make sure that we are holding the media accountable to how they're behaving, so that yeah, if they yeah. are behaving in a way that is unethical. Um, that that's taken into consideration. If there is content that is not suitable for a specific age, then we should remove that. It's like, for example, like people get upset all the time um, when certain things take place on, you know, different media platforms and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, okay, well, what do you want them? Like, if this, like, it's like you almost, and I don't know if this is the, the best example, but it's like, you're upset that certain things are taken away from you, but then the the company or these platforms have to operate in a way that's ethically right. If people, you know, um, want to that's be, a thing. yeah, like if people but want I, to be considered a certain, um, you know, gender, or if people want to um, not receive death threats or bullying or whatever the case may be, or they feel like they're being attacked the ethical thing for that company to do would be to operate in a way that's in the best interests of all individuals on their platform, not just for one subgroup. So if there's content that, or this or that, or whatever the case may be, these platforms, these people, these companies, we can even talk, let's say, for example, American Airlines, they have to think in a way that's what is the most ethical thing for us to do? What is the most right decision for us to do in any situation? Vaccine mandates. We have individuals who fly our planes, 
that may potentially contract this and could potentially, you know, could potentially die if they're in that high risk bracket. So what's the most ethical thing to do? Make sure that our staff and employees are not potentially passing something or potentially risking other people, um, risking other individuals from uh, being exposed to whatever the case may be. Yeah. And they have the right to be that because that's what they think is the most ethical. Um, yeah, I think if that was a decision-making process, that is a sound ethical decision-making process. I think for airlines, though, they are really engaging in that sort of ethical kind of decision-making process. I just don't know if that's the case in like media outlets as much. It's I don't that, think so. Yeah, the decision-making process is more like, you know, what's going to sell to the public. Yeah. Uh, but then that is the responsibility in a way for news outlets. though, it's different. I think the responsibility is to be objective and impart truth. But when you're talking about like shows, like entertainment media, I, the primary responsibility seems to be to the audience. Right. And no, to, I think it's still on the company It's regardless. What is, but what's good, what, who are, what, what are the leaders of the company going to try to, try to do i i, I think they're there but it's not just the responsibility of being ethical right your responsibility is also to run a media company that the audience wants to consume and sure sometimes they'll be they'll be at odds to each other sure the ethical thing might be do the ethical thing even though it's not popular it's not gonna get you views as well too but then your company might not succeed as much too so but so ethics is not always priority in a media company so i don't know if we should hold responsibility of ethics to the media company as much as we should also share that responsibility as a public and the audience too because but we're consuming that media but we don't have right but if we don't consume it they will die right we that's we kind our of way control kind of control the media in a way yeah so that's by, us holding them accountable by saying hey we're not going to watch this because this doesn't this is not ethical this is not right right, right. Right. So the responsibility of being ethical in the world of media outlets is also on us, not just the media outlets is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, media outlets who are brave as well and really are can see ahead, they might do something that's different from popular demand because they truly believe that this is ethical too. But eventually, if nobody, if nobody watches that stuff, it's going to flop. And, if, that, and that's what happens. Yeah. And that's what happens too. Whose fault is that? The media's fault? Not necessarily. It's us who don't consume that and kind of support that, right? Their survival depends on our survival. Uh, their survival depends on our um, ability to support that um, and our desire to support that. I guess um, it comes back to. Uh, I guess I guess you're right. It, it, it ultimately comes back to us as as the yeah population as the consumers. Yeah, I mean, for example, right now too, I don't see a lot of shows, honestly. Um, with gay representation as much. Have you seen a gay superhero right now? In uh, Superman's son. Superman's son? Yeah. What, what There's a movie like this? I didn't know. Well, it's the, in the new, uh, co the new series that's going to be released. Like his son is uh, bisexual. Gay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear about this. But like right now, I don't have a lot of, there's not... There's no show that I've they've seen or a movie right now that has had a gay superhero. Um, and yeah. I imagine if there was enough of a demand for it from the uh, the popular masses, there would be such a show or such a movie. 
Maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe there is a show like that or a movie like that. Uh, let's say a movie. I don't think there's a movie like that. I don't think so because yeah. I think that's where we would we would eventually come into like we would be at odds. It would be a very confrontational situation to where you would have one group of more conservative individuals that would not support that. Exactly. And then you have another group of individuals that are saying, "Hey, we want more representatives." people that look like us in these kinds of films. AKA so then what's popular the ethical demand. Thing? What's the ethical thing? What's the well, right if, thing? If diversity, think? if you said diversity and representation across the board to kind of express that everybody's equal or has an equal opportunity. Also, I don't know if everybody's equal. If you're taller than me and I'm shorter than you, we're not equal. You're taller than me, I'm shorter than you. It doesn't mean it's better or worse. I can probably do some sports or things that, are, that a taller person can't do, but you know we're not equal. There are differences. Yeah. But anyway, maybe that's it for a different um, a different day. Uh, but yeah, if we were saying diversity across the board is what we want, why isn't there uh, a prominent movie, a Marvel superhero movie, where they, uh, that's a gay superhero? Popular demand, I would say, right? If you it doesn't if they're if you're gonna upset conservatives versus like other people, is it ethical or not? That's not an ethical decision. That's a popularity decision because you don't want to piss off some few a few people, right? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I think it, yeah, it, it does kind of, kind of come down to us as an aggregate mass as a whole. Do we, we have that accountability and responsibility and that power. Um, it's democratic in a way. It really is a democracy in a way. We have that power um, to say the media should portray this and this is what we would like to see. The, the unfortunate thing is the, the masses are not always right. We will make wrong decisions as history has proven throughout, aka with slavery, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's the issue here that the determination of ethics and using ethical rhetoric, um, a lot of it's deemed by popular opinion and unfortunately popular opinion, um, isn't always right. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of the force of popular opinion to determine or to appear as an explain and kind of propound what is right or wrong is even more emphasized with these various platforms that we have and how connected our world is too. Um, so the, yeah, the strength of popular opinion is I think stronger now than it was before. And that, that may dilute ethics. Yeah. Now, I don't know what to think now after this conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I might change my mind too, but these are some of my, um, these are some of my thoughts. Any, any closing thoughts? I don't know. I honestly, at this point, I feel like I have to like rethink like <laughs> a lot of, you know, things that take place when it does come to ethics and, and public outrage and take a step back and like really make sure that I fully understand a situation before I like come out and say, oh, like that's like morally or ethically right or wrong because I mean there's so many different things that we don't know or understand again, like, you know, motives. We may not understand something now, maybe in the future, we might understand it. Yeah. Um, relativity, right. Something might be more, um, might better represent, might be better represented in a specific way. And I might be just upset because of my own feelings and my own feelings may not necessarily be right or wrong. So I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I just need to like, 
develop a better framework for um, like just interpreting things and, and um, yeah, taking a sure. stance on something. Yeah, dude, that sounds super mature. Um, but I also, I also wonder, maybe we just have to be comfortable with the fact that it's going to be uncertain what the ethics is. Like why, maybe we just, yeah. maybe just rushing into some ethical decision deeming what's right or wrong is wrong itself. Because we, like you said, you have to think about things and maybe we don't have all the facts and all the information and maybe we won't. And that's why we can't make an ethical determination. So making the ethical determination rapidly as well might itself not be valid. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe also just being uncertain ethically as well maybe uh, a more prudent move in terms of ethics um, or not. I don't know. That can be debatable too, but I feel like we should be somewhat comfortable that the ethics itself is uncertain. I think there's a lot of, and I think our inclination is to rush into a decision ethically, what's right or wrong too. And it's harder to also like, I think we're also wired somehow um, to also work in a community. Like, and you see this with like mob mentality, like we'll go with the masses too, part of our nature too. So we're just fighting our natural instincts as well. Yeah. 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 Um, well, on that note, why don't we, uh, why don't we close? Saying closing remarks, pretty much say bye. Thanks for another deep conversation. Take care, everybody. Um, follow at BLKSMSN on Instagram. Got it. <laughs> yes. All right. Talk to you later, dude. Take care. You too. Bye.